How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. What the hell is this? What is this poison? I kind of what like it. What is this garbage? It's energetic. What the hell is this? But it is odd. But it's like a of, Halloween song. What but, is this? But kind of oddly enjoyable. Ugh. Who is this, Dove? B-52. The B-52. Oh, oh my God. God. Dove. Kangaroo <laughs> Court. 25 bucks. You're the, you're the first victim. Hoff, make the notation, sir, please. $25, Kangaroo Court, Dove is the first victim, unacceptable song. I, I warned him of this. Unacceptable. I warned him of this, but he pushed for it. Well, he can push whoa, 25 whoa, bucks whoa, in the whoa, jars, but he can push. <laughs> Start pushing those that I listen. Don't be tight with the money. 25 bucks. you're the first up. You're first up. It's going to be a good party. All right, now we get the greases going here. We, we, we get everything a little loosened up and lubricated. Now it's not going to be that hard. Now we just start hitting people with penalties left and right. See, he liked the song. I, I did like the Doesn't song. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I met Ke- uh, um, Kate Pearson. Me and Tracy, I forgot we were. We were somewhere in the Poconos on vacation doing something. Yeah. And she happened to be there. We ended up, like, really hanging out and hitting it off with her. Really? For the B-52s. I was like, oh God, you God. look so familiar. Oh, I don't geez. know where I know you're from. She's it's like, the oh, video. Yeah. It's like the one song everybody, <laughs> Ted Roof, Rusty. Exactly. That song is awful. <laughs> Oh, God. But she, was, she, she was fun. Yeah, I'm sure she was she cool. Was a lot but, of fun. Uh, we had yeah, a good yeah. time with it. Uh, Dickie, it's here to the fan. All right, before we get back to these phones. Now, it is important because I understand as we pick up the rubble, all the many shattered pieces from Saturday's ass kicking on national TV. It is very important, at least for me, I'm sure for you as well, Teague, to, you know, just illuminate. All right? Because the fangs are out. People mm-hmm. are pissed. And I get it. Giants got rolled. They didn't even really get off the bus in a lot of ways. They just got punked. But the Giants coming into this season were an unmitigated, 
unfiltered disaster. They were almost every week for years utterly unwatchable. Uh, too many sessions, uh, too many situations they came across as almost unlikable, uh, which was really not the way the Giants, you know, made their their bones here in in this city with their great fans. So yep. I understand that Saturday was awful, but and I know that the Vikings are soft, and in hindsight, many of us thought that they would beat the Vikings, and we were right. The mm-hmm. Vikings were a paper champion. But, you know, when you play a playoff game and you have almost 10 more first downs than the opponent, as they did on the road, when you're 7 out of 13 on third downs, as they were, when you're 2 out of 2 on fourth downs, as they were, when you have 100 more total yards of offense like they did, you didn't commit many many penalties. That, to me, was the Giants team that I walk more so than Saturday because I I thought they'd lose Saturday. I agree. That Vikings game is what you have to remember, too. I just hated how they lost. Like, I can accept losing. But when you don't put your best foot forward on that stage, not that I'm, you know, it'd be easy to come here and say, you were a game away from the championship. Look, you could have done you that like that's just an irrational, emotional reaction. Right. But I didn't feel that for the Giants. I felt why were you so unprepared after all season having, I don't know, the P's and Q's, your I's dotted, your T's crossed, like everything had to go right. You had to play a certain style of football, mistake-free, and limit the possessions, and don't give up big plays. And if you do, just make sure you tackle them and 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 don't let a, a, a game run away from you early. It only really happened twice this season, and they happened to both be against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and so, I, the only thing I can point to was a was a was an a, a being overwhelmed by the moment. And that's nobody's fault. It just it just happens. I mean, it's just a you know a lazy moment here that's followed by another lazy moment, by a lack of motivation, by a bad play call. Good teams take advantage of that. And it's just it was frustrating to me because all season long I watched the Giants just defy reason and be in games. Even though they didn't win them, mm-hmm. but defy reason and be in games and they had Zero chance. This was over after two possessions. It really was. Let me give you a little something here that uh, we're, I don't know, at this point, what, six-ish, seven weeks away? So about six weeks away from, you know, jumping into. I don't know how much local involvement we'll have here. But uh, March Madness, right? Yeah. So to me, the Giants, if I don't encapsulate their season, I'm going to actually draw up a basketball comparison for college <laughs> basketball. To me, the, the 2022 New York football Giants are a team like... A mid-major? We, well, well, yeah, yes, yes. But more specifically, a mid-major who didn't even win their regular season crown. Like, they somehow won their <laughs> conference tournament. You know what I mean? They're like, whoa, yeah, look, so-and-so yeah. really defied the odds, and they're going dancing. Oh, my God, this was so unexpected. And then they get to the dance, and they lose 91-45 mm-hmm. because they play, you know, whether it's like a typical Duke team or Kentucky when they're – I know Duke's not well, that think, great this I year, but you did, know what I'm saying, like that. I would have that team that's I supposed to own your 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 – um, your example, because they won a game. <laughs> I was going to insert that, yeah. And that really, the 91-45 was more like in the field of 32. Yes. Not the yeah. opening round. Yeah. No, I was thinking that. That's yeah. really they what I meant. They mess around, and they win the opening 100%. round against a team that won their conference, right? And won their, you know, was one of the best teams all year, wins their conference, and expects to just ease their way into this, to this, the round of 32. And then they lose. Mm-hmm. And it's the Giants that they lose to. And now Giants get to the next stage where and it's reality much more strikes. intense and reality just clobbers you. Yep. That happens every year in March Madness. It does. Every year. It does. 
877-337-6666. All right, get back to the phones here. Uh, Corner Roberts are up at 2. And the Rich is at Louisville. Bam, wham, bam, 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 Kentucky. What's up? What up, Lou? Hey, thanks for taking me. Hey, Teak, I got a question for you. What's up? How did, did you did you sign a team friendly contract when you were with us? Because we 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 managed to keep you yes. for what ten years. I did. And I you, did. And, it's why I never made I, I any know. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're so, right. So did yeah, did, no, did no. To answer your question directly, Rich. So at that time, it was I'm trying to think who the highest paid running back was, but it was like the Ladanian Tomlins in the world. They were making. Six and a half, seven million dollars. My deal. Curtis was making good money because the Kurt, Jets Curtis paid him did. for the pads. But Curtis's was an outlier because Curtis kind of he had like a poison pill he did. deal. He absolutely had the so poison. Pill. Curtis was the outlier, but it was about nine, ten million dollars. So, but on average, the top running backs were making like six or seven. My deal was for like four and a half. Right. So I took a team friendly deal because first, personally, I didn't want to go anywhere. I love living in New York. I love playing in New York. I didn't want to leave. And so I wasn't going to push the issue to my detriment. But so the answer to your question directly, Rich, yes, I did take a team friendly deal. Well, what about what about Eli? Did he do the same thing? I don't remember Eli's deals, but they kind of just felt like foregone conclusions. I don't think his big one was any. No. That wasn't a hometown discount. He got paid. Well, yeah, he I, absolutely but, but, got paid. But you got to remember, Rich, at that point, it, it was really Eli, Eli's class where whoever got the next quarterback contract got a significantly, whatever, 10 15% bigger contract than the previous one. So you, so you know what I'm well, saying? So, yeah. like, even just because he was next, he got the next biggest contract. And then someone immediately usurped that, and then someone immediately after that, and after that, and after that. But it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't. Yeah, I think I think quarterback yeah. contracts have gotten baked into the salary cap. It's going to be about thirty something percent. You hope it's not much more than that, and you and you live with it. And you know it feels unfair, but it's just the reality of the guy who touches the ball every single offensive snap. Well, and the reason why I bring it up is maybe it's a bad draft model. So if you if you draft a quarterback in the first round and you're saying this is my guy, yeah. Well, you, you almost can't draft a running back in the next two or three years because at some point, point you got to pay them both. That's a good point. It's a, well, the only way to get around it, Rich, and such, and it's a, such an astute point, especially if both of those guys, like Saquon and Daniel Jones, are top ten picks. You really get punished for the fifth year. So the fifth year option. I mean, you probably heard this many times. It doesn't make much sense, but it is what it is. The fifth year option for top ten picks is essentially the franchise tag. So it's a big number for running backs and quarterbacks, really anybody. So if you're a top 10 pick and you sign that fifth-year option deal or you get tagged with it, it's basically the franchise tag prior to getting the franchise tag. And But if you have those top picks, you know, your first quarterback or your running back, if they're outside of the top 10, it's actually so much more economically um, uh, swallowable for the team when it comes to the decision to make that fifth-year option. Decision. There's no question. But that, and that's why you have, you have to evaluate. That's why that's why Odell was a steal. Yeah. Like, people forget that Odell Beckham was a steal because he was a t- first-round pick, but he was like 12 or 14, 13, 13, 13 yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, it was outside the so top when 10. So they, when they signed his fifth-year option, which he was unhappy about, it, was, it wasn't the franchise tag. It was mm-hmm. like a, it was a very manageable number that he, he couldn't really do anything about. So, like... You're right. If you're going to take a quarterback and a running back, 
they both can't be in the top ten because it becomes financially punitive. And by the way, just and by con- the way, that's the giant situation. Yep, that's where they're at now. There's no question. Just to connect the dots on Eli. Uh, Eli made over two hundred fifty million dollars in his career. People forget when Eli Manning retired, he retired as the the most accrued money in the yeah. history of the NFL. More than his brother. More than anybody that has yeah. ever played. Now, that's obviously timing. Yes. Nobody's sitting here saying he was more talented than Who Peyton. Who is it now? Is it Tom? It's got to be Tom. Uh, I would guess. I don't. I don't. But only, Eli was only a couple of years. Well, I don't know. I just know when Eli was, you go back a couple of years ago, yeah. he absolutely was. I remember reading that. I remember that. You know? I think Tom Brady passed it because of his last, his last deal with Tampa and then this this current deal with Tampa. Did Drew Brees surpass that? Drew may have as well. He hung on for a long time. Yeah, he did. Either way, the point being, when Eli, it was never a reflection of his state in the game, or the, of course, a very good player and a two-time champion, but nobody's sitting here saying Eli is one of the top ten quarterbacks of all time. But based on what he was born, what he did, <laughs> what his contracts were up, yeah. it worked out. It's definitely definitely Tom. He's over 330 now. Jeez. <laughs> Three thirty, and I, I think you're, I think you're, you're, you're right with, uh, with Drew as well. Mm-hmm. I'll find out, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. At the time, Eli Manning, when he retired, he was two seventy. Drew Brees, so yeah, yeah. So he's got about twenty million more than. Uh, but that's only because Eli. they both played. I mean, Tom's on a twenty third season. Drew Brees has played twenty seasons. The difference, yes, but but um, Drew Brees, because Eli's first year was a uh, uh, his first contract was a six year. I don't know, fifty or sixty million dollar deal. Breeze was a second round pick, mm-hmm. first pick yeah, of so round he, two. So he made it. He up. made it up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, then some. <laughs> yeah, I'm going shopping now. I'm taking my hands are out. Feed me, pay me. Hector Jackson, New Jersey. What's up? How you doing, Hector? What's up, guys? What's hey. happening? I uh, just wanted to say what's up, and um, I don't know, Tiki. Uh, I feel I feel like you're a little bit right about week eighteen. Um, uh, I was at the game Saturday. Yeah, I feel like all in all, the Giants. Fan base and the team just didn't show up. They, they, they. The energy wasn't there. Yeah, Philly it didn't feel it. So you, no, were, so, no, hey, hey Hector, you not. were at the game in in Philly this weekend. Yes, and I was. Me and my girlfriend were there. We tailgated. Everyone kind of, they kind of dragged it. They said that Philly was going to be aggressive and yeah. all that. It wasn't. Oh, no, it was cool. Yeah. It really wasn't. It was... how, how many Giants fans do you think were there? Because I said less than 5,000 yeah, I thought would that, show up on that's Friday. That's what we speculated at, five, around five. How many, was it a lot? Was it? Did you feel a Giant fan base or no? Um, no, no, <laughs> no. And every single time that we punted the ball, one of us kept getting up and leaving, and mm. the Philly crowd just kept booing and waving goodbye and the team felt it. Every time a fan left, I felt like the giant soul just left with them. Yeah. I mean, that, that, it's hard to quantify that. And appreciate you, call, Hector. Thank you, dude. Thank it's you. hard to quantify that, but it is real, mm-hmm. right? There's you, you sense it. Like, and, and the only way to, like, get past that is to, is to, like, one, have success, and then, two, like, really, like, galvanize around one another. I, I didn't get any of that. Now, granted, I'm watching on television with, you know, 15 people in my basement. So I have no idea. I wasn't mm-hmm. like paying that close attention to what's happening on the sideline, but it, it felt dead. Yeah. It but did. that was not unexpected to me. I just, the, the Eagle fans weren't going to, I'm not saying that there weren't ways to circumvent the, the second market and get, to, of course you can get tickets, yeah. but 
Eagle fans were showing up 70,000 yeah, feet. That's no surprise. But I'm talking about how, how the impact on the Giants' sideline. It just felt like there was no energy over there. Meaning coming from the Giants yeah. or from the fans? Oh, from, okay, from, from the Giants from themselves. themselves. Gotcha. It didn't feel... Now, okay. Like, like, But was that derived from the circumstances of the poor start? Maybe. Or did that maybe. flatness lead to the bad maybe. start? Maybe. You remember... So, remember... Was this probably... Washington game? I can't remember. There was a game... This year? This year. It was like two weeks ago. Okay. Three weeks ago. Where Saquon's on the sideline. He's just like up and down. He's talking to the defense. He's like, he's like rile him up. It just, you know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like this image of we're here. We're, we're, we're like the energy is coming from me and I'm going to show it on. The, I didn't, I didn't see that. Now, granted, they maybe didn't show it because the broadcast as some, you know, callers have pointed out was so heavily skewed towards the Eagles with Moose and who was the play-by-play guy? Joe. Uh, I forget who the play-by-play guy. Joe is. Davis. Joe Davis. It was so skewed to the Eagles that it just, well, it just they didn't won. show. They were winning. I, I know, but I'm just talking about like the images of the sideline, right? When you see someone getting pissed off because you had a bad series, or you you see someone getting upset because they made a you know whatever. You didn't see anything. It just felt really flat. Almost accepting. Yeah. Like, let me ask you this. I know that. God, it's such an oversimplification of the of the process of being a pro. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to just condense it, but for the sake of the conversation I'm going to. Yeah. I know that's a lot deeper than this, and it's almost unfair to athletes to suggest this. But do you think on some level, some subconscious level, they were just happy to be there? No, I don't think so. On some level. No, I think... Hey, we already won a game. We're good. We kind of, you know. I think after the way they played against, I think that that would be unfair to them. All right. Well, that's why I framed it the way I did. I'm not trying to be unfair. I think after they, the way they just manhandled, at least offensively, the Vikings, they they thought that they could do whatever against anybody. But after a couple of unsuccessful attempts, you just kind of, and then the game was already away from you. I mean, it was 14 nothing after two series. And then after three, or four series, it was twenty-one to nothing, and you're going nowhere. You're going three and outs. They're going eight plays, fifty, sixty, seventy-yard touchdowns. Yeah. Well, not only is there a massive discrepancy in talent, but now the Giants are suddenly one-dimensional because mm-hmm. they have to pass. Yes. Against a team that had seventy sacks and four guys had ten sacks up front, yeah. and a secondary that has a bunch of ball hogs and receivers who, to be to be you know fair. But but to, but to be honest, you can't get any separation. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Nobody's winning that. I mean, that is the worst spot to be in for a quarterback. Horrible. You're cooked. Horrible. Don't care how good you are. Exactly. Gary Zamawa, what's going what's on, up, Gary? Gary? Hi guys. Hi guys. Three quick things. Really, just comments, and then you can comment. Go ahead. Number one, Tiki. Last week. Yeah. You are so correct. For years, I've been saying Gilbride screwed up that 2008 game like unbelievably. Starting <laughs> with that ridiculous. Northwest to Southeast passed on a second play of the game that got intercepted. Yep. How he screwed up the last minute or two of right before the half. And really, uh, I've been. But he did get you two championships. So. Game since 2008. True, but he, he did get you two up. championships. So you kind of got to forgive Kevin Gilbride, right? We'll never. We'll never. <laughs> we'll never. Number two, I cried when they didn't play the regulars against the Eagles on. One eight. No, yep. you didn't. I, I knew it. I did. Cry. Seeking, I said, you called it. It cost us Minnesota, but it's definitely going to cost us Philadelphia. So, Gary, let me ask you, bud. Gary, hold on. Let me ask you a question, Gary. Hold on. One sec, buddy. 
So you guys get ready to play Philly that weekend. You're sitting on your couch. You actually have visible tears. That's uh, yeah. come on. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't believe you. All right, the first thing before you because he go, had to watch a bad you know, uh, third stringers. But point taken. First thing, real quick. After watching the tight ends over the weekend, besides the fact that tight ends kill us, but watching all these tight ends, you know what I'm going to do? And yeah. I'm, I'm highly prejudiced because I'm a big Notre Dame fan. Go up and get Mike Mayer. Go up and get Mike Mayer, and then we can have a tight end like everybody else. I mean, Bellinger is good, but I hear what you're saying, man. It's funny because BT and I were just talking about this in the couple – this was like two hours ago break. The Giants, the second level, they just can't cover tight ends. No. They just, like, ignore them. It's, just, it's a problem I, around the league, though. It's it not, is. It's, it's not, not unique it's not, just it's to the Giants. It's not unique to the Giants. But when you're in this division, especially with the Eagles – and the Cowboys, to be honest with you, with Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys and um, Goddard for the Eagles, those tight ends will kill you if you leave them open, right? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, Hawkinson with Detroit. I, I mean, still uh, can't believe a, Detroit traded a, him a, to Minnesota. With Minnesota. Hawkinson with Minnesota. Yeah. Both times. I mean, he caught I six. Was, no, he had 13 20-something pass. catches combined two games. It's ridiculous. It was unstoppable. It was ridiculous. So, you know you got to double somebody else, but get somebody to just cover a tight you. end. I hear you. It's, uh, I think it's the most confounding thing in the NFL because as the tight ends have grown, you know, they're they're not running four threes, but they ain't running four eights like they used to. Like, you know, Howard Cross and those big guys back in the day. I mean, or Kyle Brady, like guys who blocked. I mean, these guys can fly. They've got incredible wingspans. They're quick twits. They've got sick hands. And, you know, you got some meaty linebackers trying to hang with them. And you, you just can't. And then the concepts that they pick routes and rub routes. Oh, my God. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, Tiki and Tierney. It's the fan. It's 128 on this Monday. Uh, 877-337-6666 is our number. And now we move into Conference Championship Sunday. You know, it'll take you a couple of days to get off the mat. You'll get off the mat. You're resilient Giant fans, you know. Uh, it's, it's funny, though, because there's certain losses, and me and Teak were talking about this in the first hour it came up. I brought some of the some of the other losses the Giants have had in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that one with Carolina, that was rough. You guys got uh, shut out that game. Smacked uh, around. 05, right? Yep, 05. That was, the, that was a rough game playoff loss because of how good we were at the end of the season. That was a surprise. That was a huge surprise the way um the way it went down. Certainly mm-hmm. not scoring. That especially, was a huge especially surprise. At home. Yeah, yeah. Even go back to eighty five if you're old enough to remember that. But that was the Bears team that's, you know, number one, two or three all time. Maybe the Ravens two thousand, but I still think it's the eighty five Bears best defense ever. Uh the Giants have a claim there as well with L T and Banks and those guys, obviously. You know, I, I think that you can look at a playoff loss, the one-sided ones, and say, all right, I still see a path for us to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I think what makes this one different is that there's going to be so many moving parts, and until we actually see what they do to fortify the roster, yeah. we can't. I can't get on the air and say, oh, it's absolutely moving in a direction that will lead to a chance. I have no idea. Yeah, you're talking uh-huh. about the turnover. That's It's going to happen, mainly because there's, I mean, at 20... I just I read the list of unrestricted free agents. There's a ton of them. You're not signing all of them. No. You just even if you wanted to, you, you you couldn't, and and you wouldn't. And so, guys who were contributors and played this year aren't going to be here next year. Uh-huh. It is what it is. So you got to right. replace them with younger younger guys. And the other thing that I think the Giants 
are still uh, probably two years away from is quality depth. Like it's one thing to you know fill out a roster with you know free agency and the draft and get guys that can play. It's another to have guys behind those guys that are also really good. Like that's the that's where the Eagles are right now. When you want to, if you want to break it down, what's the difference? The Eagles can rotate defensive linemen and still wear your ass out. Right, the yeah. Giants can't do that. No, no, they can't. So That's true. You, 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 all right, Brandon Graham, go sit, go sit down for a couple of you know series. All right, sweat. You come in. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. And wreck habit. All right, Sweat, you go sit down now. And uh, here's Hassan Reddick, who's been doing it the whole game. Right, it's just they're they're so deep and so talented across the board. If you can't build a team like that, it's really hard to push deep into the postseason. Let's get Chris in Belleville. What's going on, Chris? You're on the Fantique in Tierney. How are you, Chris? I'm good. How you guys doing? We're good. good. What's up, dude? So so listen. Here's my uh, depressing take as a Jets fan from this past weekend. Okay. <laughs> every every team that played this weekend had one thing in common. They all started a quarterback that they drafted. Yeah, yeah. Whether that whether that was the number 1 pick in Burrow and Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. or whether it was the very last pick in Purdy. And you know, no short-term rentals, no aging Hall of Fame quarterbacks coming in for one year. It's just, uh, it's even extra depressing to know that the Jets had two cracks at it in the last four years to have the number two pick and the number three pick screwed it up both times. Four four quarterback picks since 2016. That of course neither one, none of them have worked out. Back from Hackenberg yeah. all the way to, all, all the way to Wilson. Yeah. To put things in perspective, Jalen Hurts was the number 53 pick, 
and Christian Hackenberg was the number fifty one pick. So <laughs> the Jets, whether they're dra- whether they're drafting at the top of the draft, the yeah. middle of the draft, the end of the draft, in in my lifetime, I feel like a, aside from some success with Sanchez, I've just never seen them draft a quarterback and develop. Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's, okay. it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. But hold on a second, Chris. There are yeah. some exceptions to your rule. Um, Matt Stafford was not drafted by the L.A. Rams. Yep. Now he's borderline Hall of Famer, so that puts you in. It's a different conversation. And the other two, most recently, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, albeit all-timers, also won championships with teams they weren't drafted by. But they yeah. obviously had won championships with teams that they were drafted by as well. So it's 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 caveated. But you're it, right. It could be. It, it could but, be done. Obviously, yeah, last year it can was, be done. But Chris, but the point is, you're right because. All the that's just the league is turning over quarterbacks. Like these guys are just aging out. It is what it is. So if you don't have one of these young star guys on your team, like everybody that's still playing in the NFL does, if you want to put Purdy there yet, I'm not. He's not there yet, but I mean he could be, right? It, you you kind of need to draft a quarterback really well in order to be viable anymore in the NFL. There's just not any vets that are left that are come save you. No, they just haven't done it. And and yes, what I sign up, what I sign up. For what the Rams did last year, what, what I sign up for a Super Bowl right, you know, right now. Of course, I of course I would knowing that would happen with if they, if they brought in a, a Rogers or, yeah. or a Carr or a Garoppolo. Yeah, but like you got but the Rams you know, also we'll, just sold out. For, they sold out for like five years. Oh, trying no to first win round picks, Chris. I've got a question for you because through your you, you know and our you know jaded pathetic Jets lenses, I think you're a good person to ask this. Uh, objectively speaking, you sit down, you watch the game, you know what the Giants don't have, you know what the Eagles do have. And you also know what bad and subpar quarterback play looks like based on our team. When you look at Daniel Jones with nothing around him, and then you think about Daniel Jones with weapons around him, you see a guy hoisting a Lombardi? Can you see that? Yeah, I can absolutely see that. Yeah, so can I. Yeah, I can, I can see. I can see that, but not just because of that. Because I, I look at the Giants, I look at, let's say, the Lions and even the Jaguars. I think the Jets have more talent than all three have had more talent this year than all three of those teams. Mm-hmm. But they were coached; they were coached so well that if the Jets even managed to win two of their last six games and get into the playoffs, I don't think Robert Sala was going to outcoach anybody in that first round. I, I think I think the coaching this year has shown this year has shown that the coaching has made a huge difference. Not just not just who the players are on the team. Yeah, no, and no, you're right about that. We're not, thanks for the Colkers. We're not alone. I mean, there's a lot of NFL fans around different cities. Uh, lamenting what they may or may not have on the coaching staff, lamenting what they don't have on their center. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Salva's the guy. Today's not a Jets day, but I don't know if Salva's the guy. Yeah. I'm on the record. But I don't know. It, but it, as a Giants I mean, How could I say that? They didn't score a touchdown for three games. Yeah. He's the head coach. <laughs> and I know a, he's defensive, but, but still. As a, but as a Giant fan, <laughs> you're like, I know that, that Brian Dable is the guy. As a as a uh, Detroit Lions fan, you're saying, I know that Dan Campbell mm-hmm. is the guy. You're not even questioning it. You, you, you don't... A Jaguars fan, I know that Doug Peterson is the guy. Yep. Right. So even though he was unfairly pushed out at Philly, it is what it is. You know he's in the right spot. What about Miami? Jaguars. What about down in Miami? <sighs> the rogue vape hitter. That's a that's a hard one. It's a it's a tough one because I really like him, Mike mm-hmm. McDaniel. I think he's quirky and it's unique. He's like a kind of a breath of fresh air to the the typical caricature of a of an NFL coach. But I think he also like got himself in over his head and in the moment where they needed him to be great he was vaping 
<laughs> I mean, I'm joking <laughs> facetiously, but he, he actually was. Mm-hmm. And he was unprepared for those moments, taking timeouts and wasting timeouts as the clock was ticking down in a game that they absolutely could have and should have stolen from the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. So he he faltered in his moment. It wasn't like the team played like crap the whole game. They played great, relatively speaking. And he couldn't figure it out when he, when they needed to win. So it, it opens the door. Like, it opens the jury box a little bit on him, even though, by and large, I do think he's the right guy. Yeah, listen, you can easily identify, forget about him, just in general. Like, okay, this coach doesn't have X, Y, and Z, but versus, and, and versus the same guy who, who lacks certain things, but knows what to do and is definitive and quick. It just doesn't work because yeah. he might have the not, doesn't have the talent. Uh, I don't know about him either. I, I don't no. know. I can go either way. <laughs> you you and I debated this. I actually thought if they lost, like if they failed to qualify, I think there was a good chance they were going to fire him. Mm, I is, thought which that. Is crazy. I can't prove it. You know, you thought the opposite. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the only reason I would have got on in the board with that is yep. if Jim Harbaugh. That's you know, all the Michigan connection. Was coming Ross. available. Yeah. But, of course, Jimmy just parlayed it to more money up in Michigan. That's all he does. He's no dummy. Every year. Yep. Uh, uh, By the way, Hoff's got uh, three in a row. He has taken the baton on the Tiki and Tierney Daily Pick. Three hockey picks in a row this guy's crushing. So we'll get another winner from Hoff coming up in a moment. Obviously, back to you, Coles, before we uh, hand it over to Craig and Evan at two. Coming up after us, Carton Roberts. Daniel Jones brings his team to the line. In his first playoff start, he played. Like a great player tonight. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the New York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Take it, Tierney, back on the fan. We are, uh, wow, this show went fast. Get ready to hand it over to Courtney Roberts. Coming up next to two. It's because we got interrupted by Brian Dable and Joe Shane. Yes, yes, as they spoke to you, the Giant fan, as they, uh, you know, listen, talked around a lot of things, as they're going to do. No, we're uh, we're thinking about, uh, we're going to carry the one that's $121 million for Daniel Jones that we have here, Mark. No. They're going to speak in generalities. Of course, yep. they want Jones back. We think they want Saquon back on their terms, which makes sense given the position uh, and the general attrition and wear and tear of that position. But you got to hear from them, and uh, I think that's certainly what you wanted to do. Now, listen, when you do this, when it comes to gambling, you've got to suppress the ego, right? Things got a little chilly in the studio here with your boy. Mm-hmm. I lost a couple of too many games with the Tiki and Tierney Daily Pick. I did not like the direction it was going. We sank below 60% for the first time all year. So I said, Hoff, I, I would call in Tiki, but he's been giving you cold ones as well. I said, mm-hmm. let me get my boy Hoff in here. First one, boom. Second one, boom. Third one, boom. All hockey. Let's keep it going here. Let's go. All hockey. Man knows his puck. <laughs> the Tiki and Tierney Daily Pick brought to you by Superbook Sports. Better odds, favorable prices by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. And by Flag and Anthem. Real clothes, real life. Visit flagandanthem.com. Does he de- de- I hope he doesn't. Does he deviate from the successful script? Does he stay on the ice? Hop and tell you, buddy. What do you got? Going basketball, baby. Why are you switching? No, I'm not. What are you, okay. crazy? Hell no. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to Toronto. The Islanders are going up there. The Overall history of Islanders going up to Toronto, it's 58% in favor of 
Toronto. All time? Yeah. Wow. So, okay. up in Toronto, that is. Yeah, I got So, you. listen, uh, depending on where you go, it's plus 105 or plus 110. Minus one and a half, I'm going Toronto. It's Sorokin versus Samsonov. So, both starters are in, but the, the goal differential is 33 for Toronto. They just score more goals. For, for Islanders, like plus five. So, I just feel like it's easy. Again, empty net. I'm always thinking of that. So, minus one and a half. Plus 110, plus 105, wherever you go see it. Toronto over the Islanders. All right, Huff. Let's keep this. This is your show until, and by the way, even if you get this one wrong, which you won't, I think we have to make a little show rule because he's come out of, we've dusted him off and and, and already riding three straight wins. So we need to give him how many losses before I take it back? Mm, At least two. It, it, it minimum two. Minimum two? Yeah. And if he it, gets it, this it, one right, then that gets bumped to three. Cool? Okay. Yeah. So, is that a good deal? So, so one less than his streak. Yeah, yeah. One less than your yeah. streak. Uh, uh, That's what yes. you get. Yes, more succinctly stated. Yes. Yes. So if you have like eight, nah, I don't think we'll let well, them. No, well, they, no, yeah. like seven, yeah. week, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe not so I got to th- think properly. of a formula. If, let me put it this way. If I, I got to think like, of a formula here. <laughs> if that I get, doesn't work out. <laughs> if I get two. <laughs> we're not letting you lose seven in a row. Yeah. <laughs> if I get two weeks straight, though, you might have to give me one week to try to like plenty of latitude to fight out of any little chilliness that will eventually, I promise you, set in. But yes. uh, good job so far, Hoff. That's what a good show's all about. Everybody helping out. All hands on deck. Now, if we want to feed the losers, we go right to Dove. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe two-thirds of a streak. Well, that's what we'll do. Is that the mathematical equation I'm right thinking, there? I'm thinking, because if, so, if right. he loses, if he gets ten in a row, well, let's say nine in a row, that means he would go, like, six before mm-hmm. we, we bounce him again. Six is still a little heavy. But all then right. again, a nine-game win streak would merit some, yeah. again, some latitude. Well, we'll figure that out. Yeah. We'll see what the people demand. He's not getting nine in a row, so we don't have to worry about it. Nine in a row? Dude. Why are you jinxing the the, guy? The record was like, what, 13? Yes. And that's four fewer, and it's already been done. Yeah, but that was like you. Well, I understand that, but that's (laughs) Hoffwood Hockey. Now, what is the... uh, Well, okay, so... No, dude. You hear what he just did to you? Just put the mush. He's already got three in a row. Tonight he's going to bag number four. Sorry, Islander fans. So this is this is revenge because I put the giant jersey on Friday. That's what it was. Thank Uh, you. I got. Please don't start with the giant jersey. I got a a phone call on Sunday morning when I was hosting that I was the reason why they lost. Oh, you did? I did. Did you have any memes made about you? No, not yet. I did. That I was the reason why the Giants (laughs) lost. All good. Oh, good. All good. All right. Uh, let's get back to the horn here. See what's cooking. Carton Roberts up next to two. Let's go to Perth Danboy. Chris, what's happening, Chris? What's up, gentlemen? How are you? Doing well. How you doing? What's buddy? happening? I'm doing all right. Uh, I can equate Saturday, waited all day long. I can equate it like a blind date. <laughs> you go on the blind date, you get to the table, and you say, this isn't going to work out. And the date's over <laughs> The date's over before the appetizers. Uh, I got to go, honey. How about we just order? How about we just order dessert and an after dinner drink, and we call it a night? Or how about we just have seven <laughs> shots each and forget what each other looks like, and we just call it a night after that? I've never been on a blind date in my life. Me have you? Well, me you. Either. I mean, yes, I mean, I'm fair. Uh, I mean, no, no, but I was just, I was just always ended dating. The way somebody. Saturday ended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No payoff, Chris. Huh? Yeah, right. Hey, I, I, one other thing before I let you go guys ahead, go, Chris. or you let me go, uh, I'll tell you what, the Eagles. The, the kid, Brock Purdy, for San Francisco, Yeah, I think he's in for a world of hurt. So do I. Yeah, me too. So do I. Yeah. There's, been, there's been a couple of games where he just looked Thanks, Chris. a little outmatched. If he's getting run after as well by all these defensive linemen that the Eagles throw throw at you, he could struggle. 
Now, the, the mitigator is Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. If those guys are on, it's hard to beat the 49ers. Um, I was surprised that the Cowboys con- like, contained it so effectively for much of that game. And they if, really did. And if Dak isn't playing like complete ass, they, they probably <laughs> beat him. I'm serious. Let's send it over to Tiki down on the CBS <laughs> sidelines with the scouting report of uh, Dak Prescott. He playing like ass, PT. <laughs> oh, man. Am I lying? No, he was exactly. awful. He but was, think about yeah, that. He was busted if ass all, what he was. All he had to do played terribly. was play average. I know. And they win that game. Even had the kicker banging a few in. Be, <laughs> by the way, that first one, I know that everybody yeah. knows this, but that first one was way off. It was. The one that got, blocked, got blocked. That was well, going to miss to the left that's by 15 yards. Got, that's why it got blocked, by yeah. the way. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, true. Because if, well, if you kick it where you can't, you can't cover the center. So if you kick it, like, over the center. It, there's no push. There's no push. Well, not as much. There's yeah, no yeah, hand. Yeah. Somebody can still jump up. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, the push is coming from the inside. That's right. So, oh, my God. By man. the way, shirts are being made up in Dallas right now. Don't play like ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you guys an answer honestly, all right? Because I think I just know how society is. Now, forget about if you, if you had money on the game or if you were rooting for either team. Yeah. You don't count here. You're just a big sports fan watching this. Do you think, well, I'm going to ask each of you, but did you want Maher to continue to struggle and miss? I didn't. How did you? No, I'm not that that I'm the same way. I was hoping that he would bang one home. I felt so bad for that kid. Nobody had a great season. What did he? He he made three, right? Well, he made the the field goal that one, two. No, he made. No, I think he made two. Two, 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 yeah, because they only scored 12 points. Right, yeah. Missed the extra point. Extra point was blocked, so yes. plausible, so six, den- yeah. plausible deniability mm, that he was going to miss it, which he was. To deny there. <laughs> which he was. Yeah, and then two field goals. I mean, so. the way it started, too, guys were they wouldn't let him kick pregame. They were, which is totally bush. I mean, yeah. they were circled around uh, where he was trying to get some work in. They were already in his head. He misses the first one. It gets blocked, and I'm like, you know, I I'm with you, Hav. I don't take any pleasure in seeing anybody melt down to that degree that publicly. Yeah, I agree. it's sad. It was because that was ugly. Two weeks ago. I mean, if you're sitting there hoping he misses one, you're, you're really just a miserable person. Or, or, or you, you really are. Or you're you, miserable. Or you just really, really hate the Cowboys and want to see them struggle. Well, that's why I said if you have no like yeah. rooting or monetary investment. Yeah, yeah if you're just a, an average fan sitting there, how do you want to see somebody? It's like watching Vandeveld just implode at the uh, mm. at the Open Championship years back. I mean, that's that's tough to watch. Well, to be honest, uh, last week I was rooting for him to miss every every single extra point because it didn't affect the well, it affected some game as far as betting lines go, but. Regarding the game itself, they were going to win. It did, his extra points meant nothing. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that. I will. I will add to this. Last week, I felt differently than I did yesterday. Yeah, because it was the early stage. He had a great season. Great season. I mean, phenomenal season. Very good. And it was so rare that yes, I was intrigued to see a professional meltdown in real time to that extent. But I did not want to see it continue. Yesterday, a hundred percent. Yeah, I meant. yeah. It, no, no. And listen, it was. I'm not trying to say it was funny, but it was hilarious. Like every time you're up there, I've never been so invested in an extra point in my entire life. I know. Didn't make a difference what, what game it was. It was like even like at the end of a game and to tie it to go to overtime. I could care less. Right there, that moment, I was locked in on on Maher's extra points the entire game. Well, I was coming home. We had uh, you know winter baseball training until six thirty, so I'm coming home. Yes, I'm in the car and I'm listening to the pregame and the start of the game in the car. And they were chronicling. That's how I found out about what happened before the game, how they were messing around with him, getting in his face, whatever, not really letting him kick. But they were saying, I think it was Ian. I think Ian was, was it Bert? Pretty sure I heard Ian, now that I think about it. 
Uh, I wasn't in the car that long, so I didn't really get to hear much of it. But he did say, whomever said it, that he missed a bunch in warm-ups, too. Mm. Like, he would miss one lap, and they, then he would, like, overcompensate. He'd push one right. Oh, my God. Ugh. What Let, year was that Vanderbilt championship? Was that 2000? 90, I'm going to say 99. Does that sound right? Yeah, it John must have been. Yeah, it had to have been. He and just it, wants to go in a rabbit hole right now. No, I'm well, in a rabbit what hole. What year was it? it was, I think it was 99. I mean, I could be off on yeah, that. Yeah, it had it was, to be because he made 289 grand. So they, so he had to have been. That had to have been the year. Yeah, because then he fell apart. We never heard from the poor guy the again. Seven, seven, 77 in round four. Put it in the burn a couple times. He was a disaster. That's rough. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's rough. I don't see, I don't see how anybody takes pleasure. Even Rick Ankeel years no. ago, five wild pitches in a playoff game. Year 99. How was that fun? No, it's not. You're just you a just, miserable soul if you enjoy that. Basically, just like ruined his like, his career. <laughs> Vanderbilt? Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough. He played about... a couple more years, but like, well, he the never only really thing... did anything. But I, but yes, but I don't know enough. Like Rick Ankeel was a good pitcher mm-hmm. who actually became a pretty decent outfielder uh, after that. I played with the Mets for a little bit, as you know. I don't know enough about, and I love golf, but yeah. I don't know about enough about Vanderbilt's ascension. Like was he a great player? I don't think. I, don't I think, think he so. was a guy who found himself. No, he he didn't in make, an improbable spot to win the that's Open. What it was. That's what I think it he, was. He his career earnings are less than two million dollars. So it yeah. just tells you that was a special season or two, and that was it. He exactly. just kind of disappeared. Yeah. So he's yeah. outside of himself a little bit. So a double whammy. He was never really good, and when he was good, he, cr- yeah. he, <laughs> he got crushed uh, by himself, which sucks. Let's get. How about Chris in Titten Falls? Chris is on the fan. What's up, Chris? Gentlemen, how are you doing? Uh, I'm well, guys. You know, I was listening to you all day, and I think just putting a little perspective on all this, right? It's been a great run. That loss Saturday, I mean, it stunk, and it looked like a beatdown all around. I think everybody, think Tiki, you put it well, that they looked overwhelmed by the moment. Yeah. And clearly, they don't have the talent of the Eagles. We know that. But if history shows us anything, and, I, you know, a number of your callers have talked about this. For instance, 84, they beat the Rams on the road. Dickerson, a great year. That was an upset, but then they get rolled by the Niners. Yeah. Following year, beat the Niners in the wild card. They actually played pretty good. What was that, Ram, what was that Rams crowd like, though? They have a lot of support out there for that? I don't remember. I don't we were young. Either. Yeah. Was, was that, was that, I mean, that yeah, couldn't have been man. a very hostile place. I don't think. Not hostile, but I think the point is, or the rather that I'm trying to make, is progression and growth, right? Yeah. Paul Banks talks about it all the time. They needed to go up against that 85 Bears because that Giants team was a good team. Mm-hmm. But they learned how to win after that or what it took. Now, I'm not saying next year is the year for the Giants, but I think they're in a two- to three-year window here where they could be a real problem in the NFL. Not this coming year. I'm trying to be realistic but the following year. And as far as this loss, hell, man, that 0-2 loss for the Niners, I'd rather lose this way watching than that game because that one, I felt like you guys were rolling. No, we were. No, we, we had we had one of the best teams in football at that point. It was, that, was, that, was, yeah. that was just frustrating. And we would have beat Tampa. I know my brother will debate that to <laughs> the end of the, the earth. But, well, he has to. Be, well, but you we, guys were we really were, good. We were a really good running team. The one thing that Tampa team did – didn't do well with stop the run. So they were a great pass defense. That's why Rich Gannon, what do you throw, five interceptions in that Super Bowl? Whatever it was. Um, but San Francisco tried to 
used the same game plan that beat us in the wild card in Tampa, and Jeff Garcia just had no shot, right? So we could have run the football. That was that was that was a hard one. That oh was God, tough. that's I mean that's the top there. I I had, that's right up there yeah. for Iowa Giant fans. I mean, jeez. Other, that's, than, other than the Super Bowl, I think it's probably. Up there with one of the worst giant playoff losses. Gotta Emotionally. Be. Being like shut out at home. is Again, playing poorly at home is different than getting smoked on the road. Yeah. But I, that's a tough one. You know, I don't know. Like, would I rather lose the way you guys lost with, in 2 or Saturday night? I don't know. You can make the case at least Saturday night if you lose the way you did. You get three hours of enjoyment. Yeah. And then it gets, and that is worse at the end. Yeah. You got no enjoyment Saturday night. I, th- I, think, I think it just Zero. sits on you when you lose the way that we lost in San Francisco. This one kind of felt over early. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's no question. There's no, that it was. Didn't feel like it was, you know? I think it's going to be interesting. We have Carl Banks on Wednesday because, you know, Carl and you guys disagreed, which was good, where you thought they started should have played, and he didn't think that they should have played against Philly late in the season. So uh, we'll we'll circle back to that at some point with Carl on Wednesday. But, listen, the unpacking is... uh, it's just underway here, and we got all day for you guys to uh, stick with us here on the fan. Carter Roberts, obviously, coming up next. T, good job today, but we'll see you tomorrow, kid. Yep, all right, Hoff nailing all the winner on the ice. Go with that. Carton Roberts next. We will see you tomorrow at 10 in the morn. We ain't leaving till 6 in the morn. See you later. Bye-bye. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.